0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash something new Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player You should totally do it
1: As I guess yeah, I I guess we are yeah. great. Um but I see it also you know as like when you're oh, at a stop looking after this and other people don't want to start with like a lot of it. Yeah. Does that mean were that's we we successful? We are drinking wine, wine? Really this is the first podcast episode. Yeah. Did you record it? Yeah.
0: Welcome and thank you for joining Something New, a musical theater podcast where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented friend over, we chat a bit, and then we learn and record a song from one of my latest projects, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist is an actress, singer, dancer residing in Los Angeles, California. Some of her credits include performances at the Rockwell in Los Feliz the Cupcake Theatre in Hollywood, and this past week, an event for Travel and Leisure magazine at the Pelican Hill Resort & Spa in Newport Beach. In February, she was a featured soloist in Joel Reiki's Apsis Requiem, an interactive opera exploring grief and community healing. Recently, she began a new adventure as a background actress on TV, film, and commercial. If you didn't blink, you may have seen her on CSI, Las Vegas, or Grey's Anatomy. She also takes great joy in teaching dance to the cutest two-year-olds in the valley at Creation Station Studio City, as well as working with the community in various service projects. In the fall of 2011, she began performing with the Broadway World Award-winning Transcendence Theatre Company, located in the beautiful Sonoma Valley of Wine Country at Jack London State Park. Her New York credits include Lincoln Center Songbook Series, Opening Doors Theatre Company, National Tour, Radio City Music Hall, Nickelodeon... Dora the Explorer, Regional Work, Kansas City Starlight Theater, Light Opera of Oklahoma, West Virginia Public Theater, and the Little Opry Theater in Branson. She holds a Bachelor of Music from Oklahoma City University. Obviously, I am talking about the one, the only, Rachel Louise Thomas.
2: Rachel Louise Thomas, thanks for being on my show. I can't even handle it.
0: Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. Love that bio. Ugh. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was all you. Congrats. So
2: grateful. What a journey.
0: Uh, right? Well, um, first, I want to tell people this is our first um, long-distance interview. Uh, Rachel is talking to me live from Los Angeles.
1: Woo! Now,
0: three hours <laughs> from in the past. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I asked Rachel on, not only is she super talented and super-duper nice, um, but she... Um, lives on the other side of the country and she still and and she she does what we do here and i'm and I, i'm such like the west coast is such a foreign creature to me that i thought it'd be really interesting to talk about west coast versus east coast and um, what that journey's been like for you and uh, similarities and uh, differences so when when did you move to to los angeles
2: Hmm. So I moved to Los Angeles in January of 2011. Um, yeah, I was doing a show in the beautiful Branson, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, for a year and a half. And, um, LA was always like you just said a foreign, like a foreign country yeah. to me as a New Yorker. And, um, I, I, to be honest, never in my wildest dreams like imagined I'd move out here for any reason. New York was always the place. Right, right, and in, I wanna say it was 2007, I took a little trip out to visit a friend um, out in Los Angeles. And uh, I just completely fell in love with the city, but I was like, no way, cannot do this traffic. Love everything, but I don't think I could ever drive in the traffic. And then cut to a couple of years later, being in Branson, and um, I had gone through some life changes. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, Los Angeles kept, like, popping into my life. And I've kind of, ever since I have started to make changes and let go of things and let God, per se, I... um feel like I started to let a lot of things in and just kind of was like okay maybe this is maybe this is supposed to happen or maybe it's supposed to happen so um i like little things kept happening like the show that i was in my producer was a member of the groundlings out here which is a huge improv company a lot of snl people come from the groundlings and famous people um and uh, the girl who played my understudy, her and her husband lived over here, like down the street for for many years, um, down the street from where I live now. Which at the time, who knew that I would be living where I am now? But um, and, and my roommate in Branson it was born and raised in LA, and you know things like that just start happening. And then I go to the gym, and I would just dive into my music, which, as you know, I'm a pretty big music nerd, and I. Yeah to share my music <laughs> with people um, and make mix CDs and all that jazz. And so, and, and so music talk about music being like a huge healer. That was a huge game changer for me. And all these bands that I were, was listening to were very indie and up and coming. And I just, I had to keep finding more music. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, this music is, is reminding me of LA. And I don't know if it's because a lot of these bands are based in Los Angeles. Or if it's just kismet, I didn't really know what it was. Um, but then I had decided that I was gonna make the move um, about two months before I actually moved here. So it was really it was really fast. Um, I finished my contract with my show, which was Smoke on the Mountain oh. in Branson, the Little Albury Theater. Fantastic show, awesome people. Um, and I should mention too, in that that. Um, something that else also gave me confidence in pursuing maybe something bigger or moving away was the fact that I got cast in the show in which the cast was the band. And so I had to learn how to play a few different instruments, instruments. And I don't, I've never really played. I played like basic piano in college and took a few lessons growing up. And I played, um, I took a few lessons in playing the tamborica, which is a Croatian stringed instrument. But other than that, like I had no experience and I had to essentially learn this show in like 10 days. And so, and also it was like all these songs and then monologues and everything else and singing along, you know, cause the cast was the band. So that really gave me a lot of confidence and like, I can do anything, like change is awesome, blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah, I finished up my show and, um, which ended in the beginning of December. And then a month later, I, I, packed my bags, and packed up my city slicker car, and moved to
0: <laughs> <laughs> How was that transition then? Because uh, you were in New York for how long?
2: I was in New York for four and a half years. Okay. So, um, you know, New York is such a incredible city, you know, and you really, uh, New York is such a place to, where you really get put in your place, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I never felt like I was the type of, person that needed to be put in my place all the time but you're just exposed to literally everything (laughs) (laughs) so you see all these different lifestyles you meet these different people when you're lost you ask somebody where to go on the street and they can't speak any English but somehow you understand each other and you understand okay I'm supposed to go this way and it's just like you know there's so many walls that you break down I feel like living in New York And there's also a lot of walls that you put up too, but it's, you know, I feel like New York is a, is such a, an incredible city.
0: So you still love the East coast? No hard feelings?
2: No hard feelings at all. No hard feelings. And you know, I mean, the thing about life is that you just never know. Like I, I can't imagine ever living there permanently, but you never know. You know, it's, it's out of my hands. You
0: never thought you'd live on the West coast
2: never in my wildest dreams yeah so and and the west coast has been incredible like i it has been everything that i needed and i really feel confident about everywhere that i live, that i've lived is is exactly what and where i needed to be at the right time
0: you mentioned before you moved to los angeles that you you know you looked at that the west coast as like a foreign country did it did it did you feel like a culture shock when you got there
2: New York is the concrete jungle, you know, mm-hmm. and you have Central Park and you have, you know, little parks in there. But for example, outside of my, my window right now, I have two palm trees, which are my favorite trees. And then there's beautiful landscaping all over the place. And there's people that come and like clean the streets, you know, and, and, and pick and do yard work once a week in every neighborhood, you know, it's just, things like that. And, um, Oh, let me think the weather. It's always (laughs) 70 degrees and sunny,
1: you know?
2: Um, so I, I I definitely felt very spoiled when I first moved here. Um, it, you know, getting used to the traffic was, and, and going from like two lanes of highway to six, you know, that Mm -hmm. was, there's little things that were, um, a little bit scary at first, but I could not have, I couldn't think of a better place to start um, anew and start fresh. L.A. is so chill, that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. it, and, and it does make sense living here because the traffic is stressful. But at least you're in your own space in your car, you know? Yeah. You're not sharing a subway car with a thousand other people and... You kind of know what you're gonna get just sitting in your car. You know, you never know what's gonna happen once you start driving. Right. But um, it, generally, I feel like the attitude in auditions and dance classes and, and workplaces, it's just it's just a little more chill. People, you know, it's it's um, a lot of times things run late here, and it's like no big deal. You know, it's just. <laughs> it, it, I feel like LA is more go with the flow than New York.
0: Every actor has their their book, their audition book. Do you feel like you did that book have to change at all because of where you are?
2: Um, not too much. I mean, I will say when I've auditioned for some of uh, like pop-centered shows, yeah, definitely learned a couple more pop pieces. The opportunities that I've had with Transcendence has definitely been great because I've gotten to add to my book mm-hmm. and things that. I never thought that I could sing, you know, so that's been, so that's been fun. Um, But yeah, it's, I'd say definitely uh, take that pop class from uh, Sherry Sanders. Yeah, (laughs) Sherry
0: Sherry Sanders, shout out.
2: (laughs) I got, I got a, I got a little um, sprinkling of Sherry working with her in Sonoma.
0: She's amazing, which segs beautifully into um, your involvement (laughs) with Transcendence Theatre Company. So yeah, so you've been you've you've been a resident artist since twenty
2: eleven. Well, um, actually, twenty twelve was when they okay. started summer season. Um, in October of two thousand eleven, uh, I was a part of this big, huge concert that they had in order to get to save Jack London State Park. So yeah. when when Amy Miller, the um, my artistic director, uh, and, and Stephen Stubbins and Brad Swarovski found Jacqueline London State Park and they talked to Ranger Bob. It was kind of this like, we love what you're doing. And, and um, Amy was like, oh, we love what you're doing. You know, and so it was kind of this communion of okay let's do this let's uh you know in order to make this happen in order to save this park from closing we have to put together this concert in like six weeks i think it was wow so basically they gathered people from new york um you know friends of friends and best friends in new york and um in la and we all came together and we just essentially did this big cabaret um in in the winery ruins and uh got a stage donated and um And then from that, you know, it was explosive and the whole, and we sold out, there was over 900 people that showed up, you know, and that was, that was for me, it was like a, whoa, like this community here is incredible. And, um, what a thrill it would be to have Transcendence Theater Company get to, um, plant its seed here, you know, and, and start that, that adventure, so uh, that's where I first started, and then um, and then I got hired again for their first official summer season, which was in 2012. And so they have they have resonant artists and then they have guest artists. So the resident artists are there the whole summer. You are involved in every single concert, you're performing in every single concert, and there's four different, completely different concerts. But you're also doing a lot of the groundwork you're you know you're in the trenches so you're doing anything from helping building the stage um or uh helping create the kids camp or Mm -hmm. you know and, and on the day of the show you're like for me my main duty on show days was to assist in the box office so um that's what I did before the show and then there's people who help sell merchandise and then there's um you know, people greeting and then there's people pouring wine and, you know, there's all these different, different jobs. And then last year, last summer, I got hired again as an artist and my role in box office got bigger and I had more responsibilities. And part of what transcendence also stands for is community Mm -hmm. work. And so we do, you know, different things around the community. Um, And one of the things that we did the first summer I was there was uh, we I got to choreograph a dance um, and lead dance class for the Boys and Girls Club of Ronan Park. And there was about 100 kids there. Wow. And it was incredible. And so and um, uh, that was really, really fun. And all the kids got to, you know, if they could, they got to come see our children's show um, for free and all this stuff. Uh, so last year we upped it and we did an actual, um, we did a service project that was essentially like a day of the kids camp. Uh So the, so all the kids would come and we did it with the boys and girls club of Sonoma, I believe. And, um, this team by mentoring Alliance, it's, um, just a program. It's kind of like boys and girls club, but it's a program, um, for, uh, uh, it's, like, for kids, and then they have, you know, an adults come and we'll take them to the zoo or take them to classes or they'll participate in things together. We did a, a um, scavenger hunt for them. Uh, and so they did a scavenger hunt all over Jack London's Park, and it's just an opportunity for these adults um, to bond with these really cool kids in need. So working for Transcendence has been incredible for me because I've always felt like I've been a very loving person who likes to give back and likes to work with people and get to know people and learn, 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 learn about people because I feel like that helps me become more well-rounded, become more grounded and balanced, and that it's been, work, you know, it's been incredible. This incredible marriage of like community work and performing work and, and everything. And what what else I've learned about working with Transcendence is like every, we are all connected, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, something that everybody does when you're a guest artist or resident artist performing with Transcendence Theater Company is before the show, everyone is either a greeter or helping out in the box office or selling merch or, um, pouring wine and so you're getting to meet all of the patrons who are coming to watch you and uh, then you get to get on stage and do what you really love to do and it's like having 800 of your mom and dads and aunts and uncles there and they are like screaming for you like you are the most incredible person and everything that you sing or dance to is you know making their heart explode, you know? And so
1: it's, really it's special. just,
2: it's so special and it's makes you feel like you can fly.
0: So we mm-hmm. haven't even delved into your, uh, into TV and film.
1: Okay. Well, so,
0: yeah. I want to talk look, about, yeah. What's that, what's that journey been like for you? Um,
2: well, when I first moved here, I got involved with, um, some classes with, uh, Gilles Chaison who he's a Broadway veteran was, the original cast of Rent, um, he was the Honest Living, Honest Living. Whoa. Um, and which, yeah, which uh, I know you know this, but Rent was like my favorite musical for since I was 11. And so getting to meet him, first of all, was I i don't know if my mouth ever made it back up to my upper lip <laughs> because I was just so excited to meet him. Um, but he he was a great resource for me to learn how to act on camera versus the stage because those are completely different things you know the stage you can be loud and big actions and you know the camera you're just you're looking through a lens you know you're working with a lens a very small lens or or in the case of multi-cam multi-camera work you're different dealing with different angles But it's very small and intimate. And so, especially being a character actress and then conforming to something, you know, smaller was a bit of an adjustment for me. Um, But that was very, very helpful. In the fall, I started doing background work. Um, So, yeah, I'm with an agency and they, I basically send them my availability and then they book me out on different things. So, I did a, I did a couple jobs background doing background work in New York. Um and that was it was really fun too. But I knew at that point that I was like, uh eh, musical theater is like way more fun. You know, I love live theater. Nothing like live theater. Um and, and, and I remember when it aired, I worked a show called Love Monkey. It was starring Tom Kavanaugh and Jason Priestley. I think there were like three or four episodes. I remember. Yeah. Um and I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in all these scenes. Like the camera was on me. Like, you know, like there were close ups of me and blah, 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 Told my whole family, and then you literally saw like the top of my head. But <laughs> <What> I <actually> scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, having known that, now going back into doing the background work here, I, you know, I, I had a similar experience when I worked CSI, which aired right before Thanksgiving. Um, I went in and they actually like placed me in certain spots. I was always in the scenes with the main action with the main actors, mm-hmm. um, and they gave me specific reactions, you know, and told me to do different crosses at different times. And but I was like, eh, you may or may not see me. Like I am definitely in these scenes, but you'll probably see like me waving or I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. my hand. Nope, I was literally in all the scenes, <laughs> which was awesome. That's because, amazing. Yeah, I, like yeah, I had some good FaceTime, like three or four seconds. So that was that was really awesome. I feel like, and so so since then, see, I worked the Mindy project right before Christmas actually, and that should be airing. I don't know, beginning of April, I think. I love that. Um, yeah, well, the scene that we did it was like a funeral scene. And the PA is giving me, and the AD, which, mm-hmm. assistant like, first, first AD, which is the assistant director who normally handles a lot of the background, mm-hmm. um, is giving us all instructions, and he had come over to me, and we had, like, made a couple jokes or something like that, and then, um, like, about an hour later, we were still working on the scene, and he comes back over, and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, do you play any musical instruments? And I was like, well, yes. Um he was like, can you play the flute? And I was like, No, I was like, but I can learn. He, he was like he was like, We need someone on um, this afternoon to put away a flute. And I was like, okay, I was like, well let me know, you know? And so and then and we were like chatting and then all of a sudden they're like, Okay, rolling. So we had to leave and we had to shoot the scene. Never heard from him, but by golly! On my thirty-minute break, I went on YouTube and found a video about how to put away a flute, <laughs> Just, which has a lot of steps that I didn't even think about. So I was like, "Okay," and then I never heard from him. And they actually ended up going with someone else that looked like the family of the people of the at the funeral. And she was like a redhead, light complexion, green eyes. We looked nothing alike, and I, was I looked nothing.
0: Say, alike. Spit an image.
2: But of course, yeah, but of course, when we actually shot the scene, they placed me in the second row behind the immediate family, behind the girl who they ended up picking to put away this flute, which she didn't even have to put it away. She literally, like, just sits there holding it, and then the, um, I don't know his character, uh, he plays Mindy's boyfriend.
0: Not John. Yeah, yeah, it depends on where we are in the series. Yeah, yeah. Is it the like short guy, my- the cute short guy?
2: No, that's no. Christmasina. That's Christmasina. It's um, he's cute though. I mean, he's, he's very like, cute. A, he's this guy is like a brunette. Was he on um, Always Sunny? Maybe. I don't know.
0: We should keep talking about this.
2: Anyway. <laughs> I love our podcast. <laughs> um, I love this, hmm? but. Anyway, I'll, I'll IMDB him when we're done and send it to you. Please
0: do.
1: This is
2: um, he, anywho, so he says, thank you so much for playing, blah, 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 blah. And she gets up and leaves and goes back into the pew in front of me. Like, sits right in front of me. So, anyway. But, you know, it's just, I feel like in a lot of the experiences that I've had doing background work, they, I don't know, they've, they've gotten to do some cool stuff. And... I feel like, you know, as a professional actor, they, they like, know. They know who is there to work, and they know the people who are, could care less. Because there are, unfortunately, people. And it, it, it's, it just dumbfounds me, like, that there are people like that. You know, it's like, it doesn't yeah. matter who you are. We are all in this working together. You know, I mean, like, if if the, you know, TV, if this TV show didn't have the background actors, there would be. The scene wouldn't work, you know, if the background actors didn't have direction, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, we're all, people don't, some people don't get it. It's frustrating, but I, it's been, it's been really fun. And the reason why I've been doing the background is because I'm all about how think in the, the mindset that life is very short and we have to do what we love to do. And, um, this, I haven't gotten an agent yet here, so this was an opportunity to get to still do what I love to do and to learn about being on set so that when I do book bigger roles, you know, I'm prepared. And I don't have to pay $400 for a class or $200 for a class to teach oh, me how to do yeah. the stuff. I can just do it.
0: Before we get to the song, there's a... OMG. Um, OMG. I'm start, um. I've created a, um, I've created a little quiz for you.
1: Oh no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, so this is, <laughs> so, so the other day, Rachel and I were talking, getting prepared for this interview and she was talking about how like there were, you know, there were like special different words that meant different things in California. And she mentioned that there was like this Buzzfeed article. And so I looked up this other Buzzfeed article and it's, um, <laughs> Which is called 21 Things People Always Ask When You're From California. Oh, no. By Ashley Perez. And so, (laughs) (laughs) I want to give everyone proper credit. So, I want to ask, so so I'm going to ask you 21 questions. I don't know if all 21 will be aired, but um, there you have it. So, are you ready for 21 Things People Always (laughs) Ask When You're From California?
2: All right. Shoot me.
0: All right. Do you go to the beach all the time?
2: No, unfortunately. <laughs> I should. Isn't that crazy? Like I, it's I. It's totally I, crazy. You're I,
0: from California.
2: I know. When I moved here, I was like, I'm going. to will be at the beach, you know. But it's, it's further than I thought it would be <laughs> from where, where I live. I mean, it's not that far, but anyway. But yeah, I. I when I do go, I. I love it.
0: Can you surf?
2: No. I can surf in my dreams. I yeah. have surf. Mentally, I am surfing all the time because I'm riding the wave. That's beautiful. In my head and in my heart.
0: I like that. <laughs> Aren't you afraid of sharks? Yes. Really? There
2: are sh- Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's... I... There are so many sharks here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like hanging out like at Starbucks? Is your life just like Katy Perry's California Girls music video? Uh, Which I have not seen. I
2: I haven't seen that music video either. Um, But I believe some of the lyrics are Daisy Dukes. Bikinis bikinis on on top. I tend to not do that.
0: No? You don't don't wake up and you're like, I know what I'm going to wear today.
2: Yeah. But I will say... I will say, just like New York, anything goes here. I mean, people do walk down the, you know, walk down the street in bras and jean shorts and and then, like, Uggs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Always the Uggs. Always the Uggs. Do you have a pool in your backyard?
2: I do. There is a pool in my apartment complex. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you go? But there's no Mine's ghetto. Um... I have, I've gone a few times. I've stuck my feet into it one time, but I don't trust it. Like, I, I don't feel like my, I actually like live in a nice building, but they just don't take especially good care of the pool and people swim in it all the time, but I'm kind of a germaphobe. So I'll lay out by the pool, but.
0: Which leads me to, have a pool. which leads me to, <laughs> <laughs> and this is the, this is the question. I'm not paraphrasing why are you so pale don't you tan all the
2: time (laughs) you know it's funny um when i first moved here and got my doctor here um they had to do like a physical exam and they found out that i was vitamin d deficient which (sighs) is really for new
0: yorkers it's very common
2: but i i mean maybe i just never got tested in new york or whatever but i was like how did i live in new york for so long and not have this, but now here in like the you know the sunshine state, like I'm have this vitamin D deficiency. But you know,
0: are you working on it?
2: I'm working on it. Yeah, like I um right now. I'm, yep, i have my lamp on. Um, <laughs>
0: <so>. <laughs> Do you live near Disneyland?
2: <gasps> oh, if only, if only. No, I live in the San Fernando Valley, which. With, without traffic is about an hour away from Hannah.
0: Wow. So you're, you're an yeah. hour away from the magic kingdom.
2: Yes. And it's it's so sad. There. I know.
0: Have you ever seen a movie star?
2: Yes. Yes. I, many all the time. I see them all the time. And I, in fact, I teach a lot of celebrities, children and, um, i actually one of the first gigs I ever had here Um, I played Belle in Beauty and the Beast for Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony's twins birthday party. No. But I couldn't, they couldn't tell me in my contract who, or they couldn't tell me who it was when I got booked for it. And then when I finally got my contract a few days before, I found out who it was, but I couldn't tell anybody. That was, that was intense. And when, like, they presented us, they presented me and the Beast. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I was wearing, like, the full, like, and it was from the Broadway, the big gold ball gown. Wow. With, like, skirt underneath and all that jazz. And they introduce us. And Jennifer comes up to me. And she's like, hi, I'm Jennifer. And I was like, hi, I'm Belle. You know? <laughs> 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 I my best about, I was like, oh, my God. You're on a you're in first
0: best. fictional name basis with uh, with um, lo That's amazing. That is amazing. Male all
2: dance. She's crazy.
0: And is the traffic really that bad?
2: Yes and no. I mean, I don't know. I just, ha- I, I can see how people would think it was the worst thing on the planet.
1: <laughs> However,
2: if you live in New York and you have the experience of doing mass transit, you know, uh-huh. nothing compares to that. So, <laughs> so I, you know, it's really for me it's not, it's not that bad. I mean, yes, it is an inconvenience, and yeah, sometimes you can be sitting on the highway for an hour, but I, you know, if you have good music, like, it's all good.
0: Why do you... you just ca- gotta
2: ride the wave.
0: <laughs> Riding that wave, that's the, the theme of the day. <laughs> the theme. Um, why do you call it the 405 and not I-405?
2: Right, I know. When I first got here, I was like, "Why do people call it the 101 or the freeway? They don't call it the highway. They call it the freeway." Or when you go when you park at Target, they call it a parking structure, like instead of like a like a parking lot. You know, yeah. like if you're in it's. I don't know. That took some getting used to, but now of course I say it all the time.
0: What's the difference between NorCal and SoCal? It's very fancy. Oh, the difference.
2: The differences. I love Northern California I mean, I love Southern California too. Northern California I, is um, cooler. <laughs> I mean, cooler temperatures. I feel like it's cooler. Um, I there's just the vibe is different. Um, the vibe in NorCal, and and my experience with Northern California is, um, you know, the Sonoma Valley. And the surrounding towns, Petaluma, Sebastopol, Santa Rosa, um, San Francisco, uh, it feels a little bit more Midwest. Like the people are just a little bit more, what are you doing tonight? You're coming over for dinner at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Southern California, I feel like, is more Hollywood glam, you know.
0: Have you been to the Full House House?
2: No, I haven't. I've driven by it though. I actually yeah. I did the uh I did the AIDS walk in San Francisco back in July and we drove by it, which was what? really
1: cool.
0: Were you in a convertible with like a baby and you know,
2: <laughs> Miss <Michelle> Tanner? <Yes. laughs>
0: Have you done a juice cleanse before?
2: <laughs> no, but I I keep, you know, there's Endless juice cleanses here. Everybody that I know has done a juice cleanse. It's so funny. Um. Yeah, I I, I like, but I do like. There are a few um, brands of juice that I love that are just they're it's literally like kale and celery and like um, <laughs> what is what do they say like ten um, ten blades of grass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh god, I just after after 8 <laughs> blades I'm just stuffed.
2: I know. After 8 I turn into a rabbit. I just I couldn't much. have another blade. No more blades. <laughs> <Put> um... them... <laughs>
0: I'll take those to go. And this one may not make the air. Make it on the air. Uh-oh. Do you have a medical marijuana card?
2: I don't. But every a lot of people that I a lot of people I know do have them. They're I can't even tell you how many. It's like every other store down my street ha, is a medical marijuana. Really? Store. Yeah. It's insane. And I, people in my building, everybody, everybody does it here. It's just like no big deal. I oftentimes get the smells. Drip, mm-hmm. They drift down to my room. Wafting. <laughs> Wafting. <laughs> Um, but no, I do not have a medical marijuana card. But the they're, lo- from what I understand, they're pretty easy to get. <laughs> you could just say, oh, I have migraines, or, oh, I, I don't know. I'm going to start my period in two days, so can I have a medical marijuana card?
0: Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bye.
2: Thanks, bye. That's how they talk.
0: <laughs> Wait, do your California voice?
2: Um, yes. So... If you want to marry, <laughs> So what are your plans for today? Do you, um, do you want to go get some coffee? That sounds great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you should so. have answered all these questions in a California voice. That, oh oh
2: Well, I'll answer the rest of them in a California voice.
0: All right. Well, there's only one left.
2: Let me know if you want me to answer it in a California voice or not.
0: Okay. Please answer this one in a California voice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you eat Mexican food, like, all day long?
2: I don't. I don't eat Mexican food, like, all day long. Um, I surprisingly um, miss the New York uh, Mexican food. Like, I the guac in New York is so good. Um, I really... I will say the pico here is really excellent, Um, totes amazing, so (laughs) I love, love, love the food trucks up there, are really, really good, Um, they have, you know, there's, there's a a Mexican food truck in every corner and it's like totes amaze, so,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yay, totes amaze,
2: I don't know. I feel like I didn't do it
0: justice. But... <clears throat> I thought that was amazing.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you. If that's not on your resume, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put
2: it on my resume.
0: You should, yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> well, that was fun. Thank you for taking my little quiz.
2: That was really fun.
0: Good. Now <laughs> comes the part where we set up the song. So, um, the song that I had, uh, Rachel sing is, it's a brand new song, uh, from To Helen Back. Uh, Called Easier, which is sung by Eurydice, which is um, the whole reason for the journey. She's in the underworld, and that's why our protagonist Jack goes on this uh, cab ride to the underworld. Um, It's a brand new song. I wrote it um, because I knew I was having Rachel on on the piece, and I think she's an ideal Eurydice. And um, I was just looking, I was looking looking at the piece, and I was like, you know what, if this, if we needed to fatten up the piece in any, if we could give anyone, like, just one more moment, what would it be? Like, it wasn't, like, it was inspired by, I remember when Next to Normal was on Broadway, and they were, they had a a tremendous uh, social media presence when it was running, and, um, like, they had asked their Twitter followers um, if they, if there could be one more song in the show, what would it be?
1: Huh, and, I didn't
0: know that. yeah yeah and then they actually wrote that song based on the suggestion and uh, they performed it somewhere I don't it, it wasn't implemented into the show but um but they did it and I thought that was genius um, so so I tweeted myself Joel <laughs> what um, cool. what song would you like to uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could add one more song what would it be and I was like, well, you know, Eurydice could be a juicier part uh, vocally. So I gave her this moment where it's uh, it's a f- flashback into uh, a moment in her and Jack's relationship where we uh, actually see this more broken side of her. Because uh, in the show, as it stands, you know, Eurydice kind of stands for this beautiful, perfect unbroken thing that Jack is trying to get back into his life. And um, so I wanted to show this other side of her. And that's how Easier it was born.
2: Ah. Oh, and it was been amazing going through that journey with you. You
0: sound so good on it. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks,
0: Joel. Thank you. So so um so yeah, so flashback and um Eurydice has just gotten has has been home for a little bit um after an unsuccessful audition and she's sitting there with a nice bottle of something and um, doing some some casual day drinking and uh Jack uh, comes home unexpectedly and she has to kind of deal with him seeing her that way and so that's what the song is and they also you know it's all it's all backstory um and they met in New York and um and she, but she's from Nebraska, and they eventually moved back to Nebraska um, for her. So that's all. That that's you know, tons of background. My goodness. So the cool part, uh, other than Rachel being amazing, is that we recorded this from across the country. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. So I I laid down the track here in my apartment in Inwood, and um, and I sent that sound file over to Rachel who recorded her vocals on GarageBand um, and did uh, sent me three takes and...
2: <laughs> With the help of Joel and le- teaching me how to use gar- GarageBand. <laughs> yeah,
0: put that on your resume. You know how to use GarageBand now.
2: <laughs> GarageBand pro.
0: <laughs> California accent pro. <laughs> and uh, But it was great. It was a really fun collaboration and to... Um, watch that happen from afar um, was a great exercise for me in letting go and trusting and um, I'm, I, I couldn't think of a better person to trust than Rachel Louise Thomas. Remember, if you like easier, it's available for free download on my SoundCloud page. That is until the next episode. And if you'd like to request sheet music, you may write me at joelbenew at gmail.com for a free PDF file. Uh, Make sure that you're following me on all things social media, and you may find all of those links and so much more on JoelBenew.com. And while you're there, feel free to click on the donate link on the podcast page. Any and all contributions go toward production costs and are supremely appreciated. Uh, Make sure you're visiting uh, my guest's websites, which uh, she recommended you all checking out, uh, apsisrequiem.com and uh, Transcendent Theatre Company's website which is transcendentstheatre.org please subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast and tell your friends all about it Uh, special thanks to Peyton Royal at Website Lines Stephanie Layton at Red Scandal Graphics and Skype Rachel Louise Thomas, thank you so much for being on my podcast today
2: thank you so much for this heart-fulfilling and joyful time i'm so grateful for you my friend
0: i'm grateful for you too from my apartment in inwood this is joel b new
2: and this is rachel louise thomas from los angeles
0: saying thank you for dropping by for something new
2: Is that you, Jack? Come, come over. Sit. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Just sit. Welcome to my after party.
1: I know exactly what you're thinking. And yeah, I know that it looks better. I know this might take time to sink in but you don't know the lousy sorry messed up day I've had I woke up early to audition cause I thought that I probably should it felt a little like submission I'm dancing for they don't think I'm that good And what if maybe they're right Should I just call it a night Move along And stop taking up space Cut to the chase Maybe
2: that's easier mm, you want some? Come on, top shelf stuff Brought some, brought some
1: introspection. And given me a gentle smack. Given me a gentle this Constant comfortless rejection. This constant comfortless it makes me start to wonder if there's shame. I wasn't here.